Cities can die. Earthquake and invasion doomed Knossos, the mighty Cretan city that housed the mythic Minotaur. Cities often decline. Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and Liverpool are all far smaller today than they were in the 1930s. Urban triumph is never guaranteed. The decline of a city is a terrible thing to watch. It might begin with a factory closing. Some of the factory's workers then cut back on spending at local stores. Other workers, those with the most education and opportunities, leave the city altogether. The tax base declines, and the city both raises its taxes and cuts its spending on police, schools, and parks. Crime increases. New businesses stay away. More people leave. Economic trouble begets social trouble, which begets more economic trouble. For the past half century, urban decline has mostly come from deindustrialization, the exodus of factory jobs from erstwhile municipal powerhouses like Detroit and Glasgow. That crisis occurred because urban density no longer offered much of an advantage to massive, self-contained, highly automated manufacturing plants. But uncontrolled pandemic is an even more existential threat to the urban world. Because the human proximity that enables contagion is the defining characteristic of the city. If cities are the absence of physical space between people, then the social distancing that began in March 2020 is the rapid-fire de-urbanization of our world. Data from cellular phones provided by SafeGraph, shows that the number of trips Americans took for recreation and shopping dropped by 40% between March 14th and March 24th of 2020. A pandemic that travels by air poses a threat not only to urban health, but also to the urban service economy that provides jobs for most modern city dwellers. For workers without an advanced degree, the ability to serve coffee with a smile provided an economic safe haven after the factories mechanized and left once wealthy metropolises. Those jobs seem safe because no matter how much we globalize, fresh lattes will never be exported from China to Soho. When that barista's smile becomes a source of peril rather than pleasure, those jobs can vanish in a heartbeat. Before the 2020 pandemic, 32 million Americans, or 20% of the employed labor force, worked in retail trade, leisure, and hospitality. One-fifth of America's leisure and hospitality jobs vanished between November 2019 and November 2020. Between the third quarter of 2019 and the third quarter of 2020, UK employment in accommodation and food services declined by more than 14%. And 22% of those who still have jobs in the sector are on some kind of furlough. If all of the world's face-to-face -face service jobs permanently disappear, the results will be catastrophic, both for cities and for the global economy. The irony of our pre-2020 complacency towards pandemic risk is that the triumph of the city owes much to victories over prior plagues. The semi-urban inhabitants of the first human settlements were less healthy than their hunter-gatherer ancestors, partially because Communicable disease deaths were more common in denser areas. Cities long depended on net migration from the countryside to replace their dead. But by 1940, vaccination, 
sewers, and antibiotics allowed life expectancy in urban areas to catch up to rural life expectancy. By 2020, urbanites lived longer than people in rural areas, and that mortality gap was growing, at least before the reappearance of mass contagion.